All right. You, you can dye your trim. I mean, we have like, one more St. Patrick, Patty's Day, there's green trim. Oh, I mean, my God. Valentine's Day, there's red trim. There's probably red trim once a month. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my no. God. No, dude, that was... That, that one that was, one was definitely over the line. You fuckers are way that too was, slow. No, that dude, took you guys like was, three seconds to get that. There no. is a delay over the internet, you yeah, know. No, the first two seconds was like, <laughs> did he actually fucking say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast, presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort, no matter your butt or budget. Are you following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers. That's the worst. Fuck, that's hot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> wow, that even turned your face red, Dave. That oh, must have motherfucker. I burnt the shit out of my lips. <laughs> that's that what happens. she said. That's what she said, for sure. <laughs> too much motion. Burning <laughs> lips. Damn, man. <laughs> Do a little wipe up. <laughs> <laughs> Get the corners of your mouth real good. <laughs> Sometimes that shit hangs around. Jeez, oh, you guys are just sick. <laughs> You're absolutely sick. It's true. Well, I guess we're without Mr. Cox tonight. No Cox. There's no Cox. The Cox is up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just leaves us. Uh, that just leaves us with four dirty bikers, or three yeah. dirty bikers and Brittany. <laughs> For four dirty bikers, and yeah, because I I bathe regularly. Good hygiene over there. <laughs> so I just want to start off this episode by uh, just saying a sincere sincere thank you. Uh, we've gotten. Uh, either two or three new patrons in the last probably three weeks or or or, or month or so, and we haven't uh, uh, actually thanked them. So thank you to the new patrons that are out there. So for those of you that uh, continue to support the Five Duty Bikers podcast on Patreon, we really appreciate everything that you guys do and helping us keep the lights on, and specifically helping us build this uh, charity bike this time around. But um, we really appreciate it, and and we want to thank our our new patrons that have joined. Um, to uh, become part of the FDB family. And the other thing, too, is I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've gotten quite a few new uh, Discord members, too. So yeah. um, we're getting, uh, you know, one or two new Discord members every day now. So, uh, so yeah, it's great. It's uh, uh, We have over 650-plus members in our Discord, and, and I would say that we have a pretty strong contingent. I'd say at least 100, 100 members that are fairly to very active uh, in the Discord that are chatting every day. So, mm-hmm. you need a, so yeah. You need a, it's a place to go if you need a good laugh. Or For sure. Information. Well, and don't forget to mention, we did our Q4 giveaway to our top-tier patrons last weekend. Yes, Mark received his package. The guy that fucking wins everything. Dude, that I, guy I, asked him for, I asked him for lotto numbers. He wouldn't help me out. No. 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 What do you expect? He hangs out with dead people all day. 
Yeah, that could open up a whole can of worms. We should have, you know, we should have Moto Mortician guests. Halloween episode, episode. Halloween episode. And let's, and let's like talk some, let's get real. Let's get real with the Mortician. <laughs> let's, get, let's get real. I've got a lot of questions. i got a lot of questions I'd like to get answered. I do know, I do know one thing that I can say for, for sure. Uh, at FDBM 20, no, 21. We were all sitting at a steak place in a, in a group of people and having a conversation about being a real adult means that you've shit your pants. And, and Brittany couldn't believe that this was actually a thing until we pulled the table of how many actual real adults had shit their pants. And, and Brittany was completely and totally astonished that about 97% of the people sitting at the table had shit their pants. And I would say the other 3% just wouldn't admit to it. Uh, and, uh, I, was, I was in the other three percent, and I have not shit my pants. Sorry. Okay, you're lying, but that's okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> and and Mark proceeded to tell us a story when he was working in in said profession that he has, and actually not only shit his pants, but the suit he was wearing, uh, in such such of a way that he had to call his wife and she had to bring him a change of clothes before he could continue on with the services of the day. Mm. Yep. So, yeah. You know, it's a real thing. It happens to the best of us. Except Brittany apparently has never had such of an experience. Nope, I have never shipped myself Nor have I. Public. And never I'm on happened. Metformin, so that should tell you something. You're that you're old? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a diabetic. <laughs> So what are we talking about today, kids? Apparently, shit in your pants. Hmm. I got we some talk stories. about that every week. I got some stories. I'm an adult. <laughs> what we do have, have some Discord pants, Dustin. <laughs> we do have some Discord questions that we can get to later, but I think Dustin had had a very uh, a good topic. So you should uh, you should read us in, Dustin, so we can we can get to this one. Okay, everybody. So we're going to talk about attitude. How attitude is everything when you're in this community. I think we've all experienced good and bad during our time riding bikes and with, with other people, of course. Of course, we spend a time with a lot of people, too, at our events, other events, meetups, gatherings, what have you. So I'm sure there's, there's maybe a few people in the crowd that you go see when you're out riding that maybe send off a bad vibe. And you're kind of wondering, you know, why people act this way because this is supposed to be a, what's the word I'm looking for? What is the welcoming? word I'm looking for? Welcoming. Thank you, Ryan. This is supposed <laughs> to be a welcoming community. You know, there's there's not as many motorcycle riders as a lot of people think. So being able to support each other and, you know, at least be courteous to each other. I'm not saying you have to like everybody, but just a little courtesy, decency, be a good human being can go a long way. I I wonder I wonder if this still isn't a part of that kind of like tough guy, motorcyclist, mochismo, machismo situation. You know what I mean? Where you, you get a, you get a motorcycle and you throw on your leather jacket or, or said, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, outfit that you cosplay outfit that you want to wear to ride your motorcycle. And, uh, and you go out and, and all of a sudden you're, you're filled with, uh, testosterone and big dick energy and, and you <laughs> want to get out there and, and, uh, prove to everybody that, that you're a real man. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that this is what it is. I'm just speculating if that is still part of the, you know, part of the, um, you know, the, 
the cultural aspect of it that people are referring to and, and where we experience some of that, uh, um, you know, some of those attitudes from. Yeah. I mean, because we've all had an experience like this, right? I mean, everybody show hands. Yeah, for sure. I mean, somebody's rolled up some in some way and said something that rubbed you or somebody in your group the wrong way. So Usually just, they assume I don't own the motorcycle. Is that well, okay? So <laughs> Sorry, I think I no, no, no. I, I think that I, I think that you 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 bring you bring an interesting point there, Brittany, because you know Dustin is talking about attitude, and, and that certainly can be an attitude that people are giving you, which is you know I don't believe that that's your bike. Where's your boyfriend? Where's your husband? Where's your whatever? Right? Um, kind of kind of a situation, and I think that's still negative energy um, from from that perspective right i mean i think everybody you know we should get patches that say make motorcycling fun again right because i think what what happens with some people is that um we take ourselves too seriously and and i can see where that would happen right our motorcycles first of all they're not cheap and then then we spend spend a bunch of money modding them out and then then at some point in time we've decided that um that whole process and everything it's it's a very serious proposition right so instead of instead of looking at it as uh being fun now it's now it's serious right you roll up to bike night and 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 it's serious business instead of being fun but do you really think it's an issue i mean every group has a percentage of assholes Do do you think that we have more of a or a bigger percentage of assholes than other groups because i mean personally I I, i haven't experienced anything that's like over the top bad i haven't really either and that's but i think that's primarily because i i just ride by myself so there's no one to interact with or Brittany, perhaps that means that if the two of us are like that that we're the assholes Perhaps. <laughs> hey, if you don't know who the asshole is, it must be. it's you. you. It must be, baby. Unless you can't find the asshole in the crowd Ryan. of people, it's you. Well, I, I can always find the asshole in the crowd of people because I just walk up and find the nearest mirror, and I'm doing just fine. There you go. But, I mean, really, I mean, think about it. Is it is it really? I mean, for us, I mean, we can talk stereotypes all we want, but oh, personal sure. experience. Have you, well, have you guys seen, like, a ton of that? Well, let's oh, let's yeah. be honest, Dave. I I have been accused of being an asshole on occasion or two, right? Could, yeah. Well, that's a lot of that's just because of your face. Well, it could be. You're not wrong. It could be, right? I have maybe I have an asshole face. I, I don't know, but but I think that I think that sometimes um, for for a lot of people, perception is reality, right? So they they see something or they want to see something a certain way, and then it becomes that way, as opposed to you know, giving that situation or, or that person, uh, you know, a chance. I mean, I think that that's, I think that's a big part of it. And Dave, I think if you, if you think about like, um, if you, if you rolled up to a gas station and you parked your bike in the back of the gas station and you left your helmet on there and you turned around and walked into the gas station, I don't know that somebody would automatically look at you and say, that guy's a motorcyclist, right? So I think that maybe the the vibe that you're putting out there isn't isn't that same vibe that uh, maybe that I put out there when I walk into a gas station. Um, maybe I look the part. Maybe I'm more cosplay than you are, and so that that puts a stigma on it. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there's. I think that that definitely can be that that definitely can be part of it. 
and then I think that people might feed into that into that stigma. But but I, what I do find interesting about what Dustin said about attitude that we've all run into people like that is is that I've traveled the country in a car, and I've traveled the country on a motorcycle, and. If you pull up to a gas station in your car, no one says jack shit to you. That's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, in Kentucky with North Dakota license plates or if you're in North Dakota with North Dakota license plates. If you're in your car, they don't say shit to you. But if you're on a bike and your bike is packed down and you pull up, you're always almost at every gas station. Someone is going to say something to you. And, and, and I have not run into a situation where those people that are saying something to me is negative. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I mean, when I, I pull up in my car, people usually say, oh, that's a badass car, but they don't say anything negative. Yeah, but I think Ryan's right where people are more likely to say something to you if you're on your motorcycle. But that's not necessarily motorcyclists either. That's just people in general. They, If you watch them, it's they have a different attitude when they see you. And I think a lot of people probably have more of that intimidated or whatever type attitude towards you. I tell you what I do see though in those cases are a lot of people that either used to used to ride bikes or wish they could ride bikes are the ones that come up yeah. more often than not to yeah. say something mm-hmm. about yeah. comment about the bike or yep asking I, how the weather is out on the road or whatever you know and and I don't know if you do this Dave but I I certainly do this I've made actually a concerted effort and I started thinking about it I don't know if it was last year or the year before but it was on one of my solo trips and and I pulled up. Uh, next to a car, uh, I shouldn't say I pulled up. I was passing a car, but you know sometimes how your cruise is just set just a few miles over, so you're you're passing them, but it's a little bit slower. Yep. So I was passing a car, and I looked over, and um, all I saw was this kid's face just plastered against the windshield. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean his face was just plastered, and I have a I ride with a mirrored visor, so you can't see into it, and thank I, God. I actually started going by it, and then I realized at that moment, um, maybe maybe I should try something different. And I popped my visor open so he could see my eyes and my face, and I waved at him. And the kid went fucking berserk. I mean, he was just like waving and going going nuts, right? And so then I said to myself, I think every time now when I'm riding, whether I'm in a group or whether I'm whatever, if I see a kid always make sure i wave and i always make sure i make eye contact oh yeah i do and the same I'm, thing dude yeah. yeah and i'm and i'm not doing that to be creepy like i want like that little kid to like remember that guy that rode by him on a bike and think one day like i want to be that guy mm-hmm. right you know? with, that, with attitude comes impression you know we're part yeah. of this community that may have shade thrown toward it because of you know you know whatever whatever stories that people have heard sure you know if, if you're riding by yourself or with a group I mean, I know if I go to if I go to a, if I stop at a gas station for fuel or something, I take off my helmet. I'm not be a frowning, mean mug motherfucker, right? I'm smiling. I'm on my fucking bike, dude. It's one of the things I love to do. Right. I think I think if more people saw us um, when we first, okay, so like when we meet up somewhere, what's almost the first thing that you do? You get off your bike and you go give your buddies a hug that you haven't seen in a really long time. Right. I think that that's one of the things that people don't see that exchange um, 
that differentiation between like when you just go hang out with your normal friends, but when you hang out with your bike friends, you like go give these people a hug. You know what I mean? It's like FDBM. You spend the first 10 minutes every, of every, every time you see somebody pulls up and you're like going over and giving them a hug. You know what I mean? And I think that they don't see, there's a lot of people that don't see that exchange and see that camaraderie that no matter what walk of life you come from, you automatically have this thing in common, this thing that you can talk about, this thing that, that bonds you. And, and I think that changes that, that idea or that impression. And, and like Dave said, there's, there's assholes in everything, Mm -hmm. but I think when there's a smaller portion of people that do something, the proportion of assholes seems bigger because there's less people doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I mean? When I've gone to like car club meetups and stuff, it's it's very much the same as, you know, when you go to a motorcycle meetup. That's, but, it, but it's all people come together that have, you know, that they share a common interest, you know, but they don't come off like with attitude usually. Yeah. I think, I think that from, from my experience too, what I, what I, what I always lean back on is kind of just what I said, like make motorcycling fun again. Right. Like to me, it's really more about how serious people take themselves or take that situation. It's like, um, I I always tell people like when I'm giving anybody shit on the podcast, I'm like, you know, everybody needs to understand, like I give as I get as good as I give. Right. So if I'm, if anybody hears me say, you know, five times in a podcast that Dave is old. What you guys don't realize <laughs> is that Dave is going to stick it to me at least as many times. Right. And that's not, you know, that's, uh, 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 I have never well, stuck not, it to you. Don't do not tell people I stick it to you. I, I didn't say you stick it stick in it me. I said, stick it to me. There's a big difference, Dave. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not sticking anything on you or in you. <laughs> but I think that that, I think that that impression can, can, can linger. And I think that Dustin made that point too. You know, you kind of, you get to a gas station and you're taking your helmet off and you're whatever. And all of a sudden people are like, Ooh, you know, they, they have this impression. And I, I think it's different when you're on a motorcycle, when you like, when you stop at a gas station, to me, it's like very, uh, like there's a, there's a, there's a definite point to what you're doing. Like you're getting gas, you're taking a leak, you're drinking a Red Bull and you're back on the road. Right. It, you're, you're not really fucking around. And, and maybe that's different when you're in a car, when you're doing a trip a different way. But I think it's a little bit more um, goal orientated when you're on your bike. I'd agree. But I think more what you're talking about is more of people's people's understanding of a stereotype rather than for sure. Rider having attitude. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I do think. Yeah. I do think that 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 a stereotype definitely plays into that and i think that there are i think there are people that play right back into that stereotype you know what yeah, i mean yeah. they get it they get a motorcycle and they want to be a tough guy and, and, and i don't having a motorcycle does not make you a tough guy i mean i want to be a tough guy <laughs> i love it when i when i wear my leather vest and i feel like like i look so intimidating to everyone i love with that your feeling. yoga shorts you look yeah, so intimidating <laughs> I know at least three people that you have a bigger dick than Brittany, so I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, I want to know this list. <laughs> Anyone Tony? we know? Maybe so. Maybe so. So, no. Dustin, what made you think of this topic? I don't know. There's there's one very specific story that comes to mind, and I may have, I may have mentioned it on this show a couple of years ago. I don't know if I did or not. But one day, me and my brother, 
went and had lunch at uh, Tilly's Tavern. Brian's been there. And we're sitting at the bar having a drink after after lunch. And these two couples walk in. They're all wearing leathers. And two of them walk in. And then the other two walk in just a little bit later. Well, the second two that come in, the gentleman that was riding the bike, bellies up to the bar, getting ready to order a drink. You know, I, I said hi to him. How's it going? And... Um, just kind of just kind of nodded, just barely acknowledged me at all. Then I, I just tried to make conversation because he came in on a motorcycle. I'm a motorcyclist. I said, uh, what are you riding? He says, that street glide out there. And I'm looking over at the door because it's just one glass door, and I, there's no bike there. So this fucker's wanting me to get up, walk up over to the door 25 feet to go look outside to see his bike. But could you just have been a little more courteous to tell me what the hell you know a little bit more about your bike right here instead of me getting up and have to go walk and then the guy just kind of like walked off you know not nice at all that's the type of attitude i'm talking about i haven't i really haven't come across that a whole lot but i wonder too like not to bring the sex thing into it but i wonder if people approach females a little bit differently though too you know, like people are probably get more excited to see you riding or they're more surprised by it. And so I may not experience as much of that as like two dudes that are passing. Yeah, it was just it was just weird. You know, usually people are they're more enthusiastic to talk about their bikes, especially if they're out on yeah. a weekend ride out having fun. You know, they come in to have a beer and then they're going to get back out on the road or whatever. It's just that type of shit. I, I just don't get it. I don't know why people have to be like that. But I, I don't necessarily know that's attitude, though. I mean, maybe well, he, he has maybe one. he was just that way. Maybe he just didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, if you're interested in the bike, it's the street glide. Why? Why? Why do I need to tell you anything about it? I don't I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying know? to make conversation. Uh, maybe I'm maybe just too was, nice. I guess. Well, he's having a bad day. Maybe Who's, who has know. a bad get, day on I the bike with your off. wife? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Someone yeah, who doesn't I get, like their I get wife. I pissed off a lot when people, you know, want to be chatty, Kathy, and. I'm not in the mood or I'm maybe I'm dealing with something that day. That could be, you know, but I mean, at the other end of the spectrum, there, there's people I think that are, that are just overly nice. And I don't know how they can be nice and bubbly all the time because I think it puts on a fake mask. It's like you watch some people's videos, every video, they're smiling, they're bubbly. They're ha, 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 welcome to this and welcome to that. I'm like, how can you fucking be like that day to day? I don't get it. That's yeah, fake to me. most people have ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life can kick you in the ass some days, and you don't think, want to deal with it. For sure. And I think that's a little bit more like, um, you know, like being genuine and being true to who you are, and, and, and when you have those relationships or friendships that allow you to, to be that way, um, I think you experience more of those ups and downs with people. I think if you have a very, like on the surface relationship with somebody you don't experience some of those other those other emotions or other feelings from people you know what i mean yeah. you know if you if you like an acquaintance if you when you when you talk about somebody who's just an acquaintance it's probably not somebody that you've had a, a deep conversation with or whatever so mm -hmm. you might not experience some of those things so you might always experience that person like in an up phase where when you have a real relationship or a real friendship with somebody you're gonna have times when you disagree you're gonna have times when you're like i don't I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't feel that way or whatever. And it doesn't mean that you're, you know, 
that you're feeling any any such a way about it. It just means that you have more of a real relationship with somebody, so you're seeing maybe more sides of them than than just that one that one thing or that one side. I don't know. I, I think I think that there is a I think there's a real fine line sometimes between being real and just trying to be off-putting because you want to dismiss a conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you also have to be be self-aware and aware of others, right? I mean, they're, you know, I, yeah. you know, I think for the most part, Brittany may not be quite as much, but for the most part, we're, you know, extroverts. I'm actually an introverted extrovert, you know, and I, and that's why, you know, when Dustin was saying before, I was kind of like, Mm, because there there are times when I just don't want to talk. It's nothing about you. It's nothing about me mm-hmm. having an attitude. It's just at that moment in time, I'm trying to recharge or I'm thinking about something that I need to focus on. You know? Yeah, now, that's you true. Come back 30 minutes later and fuck, man, I'll talk your ear off and go show you anything. But, you know, for that moment in time, I'm just kind of in that recharge mode. Well, right? one thing that I've never really understood is i wish i wish that more people would just be upfront with you about those things so like in that situation if that's how that biker felt i wish they would have just been like hey man i just don't really feel like socializing you know said that 100 percent. i would i would have taken that been like dude i i get i get it yeah okay but for some reason just in just in our world people don't act that way and it's I've always thought that was super bizarre. Like, just tell, just tell people how it is. You're, you're not going to read into anything. Just be upfront with them. Yeah, but I mean, do you really? I mean, is it really on that person to tell you that? Hey, don't talk to me or whatever. I mean, why not though? To why know. not, Dave? Because I just look at it from the perspective that we should all be a little cognizant of other people and aware of. What's, I think you know, yeah, of, of the I, situation. I think that's. I think that's uh, that comes with uh, a little bit of emotional maturity, right? Learning to read a situation and know when somebody wants to be talked to and when somebody wants to be left alone. And I think that we all find ourselves in situations where we maybe misread that interpretation, right? Somebody makes eye contact and you think, oh, they've opened up the door and you go over mm-hmm. to have a conversation and, and, they, and they shut you down or they intentionally act like an asshole. And I think, I think in Dustin's defense, I think that many times as motorcyclists we naturally assume when someone's riding a bike that that motorcycle is the icebreaker that's your in so that's the easiest thing to say hey i like your bike you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. or whatever and that's the icebreaker that starts the conversation because i use that as an example at fdbm like if you're afraid to come to an event come to fdbm if you don't know what to say somebody find somebody standing next to their bike and go over and talk to them about their bike it's the easiest thing to do and now you've made a friend right because i I will say and and I'm, i'm i'm and i really try not to be guilty of this but when we have, you know, this is going to be our, our third FDBM coming up. And there are definitely people that I want to make sure I give FaceTime to that. I want to see that I want to talk to, but I also don't want to ignore that first time person that's come to the event that's put themselves out there and wants to be a part of the community. And then that person doesn't meet or talk to anybody. Right. And so 
that's what I always, that's what I try to do. Like the meet and greet day is make sure that every time when somebody pulls up that I'm over there, just like greeting them and talking to them and whatever, because I want them to immediately feel like they're welcome and that there's a place for them. Um, in, in that scenario, because I found out that the easiest way for me to get over any anxiety that I might feel about a certain situation is just to be the aggressor and go and just make the first move. And then it's, and then that situation tends to solve itself. <laughs> or you get brought up on charges. <laughs> or I get brought up other. on charges. Either way, either way, it, it turns out, it turns out fine. Right. I mean that, uh-huh. you know, so I'll, either I'll, way, I'll, you're I'll never going to catch me smiling on camera. <laughs> Except right now, snapshot that shit. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'll I'll take this scenario a step further. Say say that fellow that came into to the to that tavern one day was was a patched member of some RCMC whatever. What kind of attitude or impression are you giving you and your MCRC acting that way towards somebody who rides motorcycles who may be considering, you know, do being a hang around or, or joining a club. And, and you hear it all the time. Club memberships are down in a lot of places. They're looking for more. But if you have attitudes like this, it's not helping your cause. Yeah, I think you have to think about that. If you're wearing a patch, you got you to gotta keep those things in mind. It's similar to any organization that you'd be a part of, right? Whether it's a motorcycle community or not. Yeah. We, well, we've, it, we've had the honor of hanging out with some, some cool clubs like Hogs and Frogs. We, we hung out with some, some cool ones. You know, those guys had all the right attitude they were they were fun to hang around easily approachable they invited us to their clubhouse we hung out with them we drank with them we hung out with them all weekend at hogs and frogs i had a great impression of those guys mm-hmm. bub and ray ray man but it'd be interesting to if we could find the guy you're talking about and ask him what his take on the situation was shit i don't even know his name because because chances are he probably didn't think he was being an asshole that's true you know uh, if you knew with his tone, it didn't it screamed asshole. It was just shy of a fart. Could be. Well, maybe he, maybe he was about to shit his pants and he needed to focus. Or maybe he just did many, shit his pants. How many maybe, times yeah. have we He's been like, there where here. you're trying to get in or you're waiting on someone to get out of the head, you know, and you got to focus. You're like, yeah, um, listen, I'm pushing cotton here. So uh, I, I'm not in the mood for a conversation. I need to get in there right now. But I will no. say when when I'm in kind of that situation and someone asks me about my bike or says something, I'm, I try to be very polite. Oh, yeah. You know, and go, oh, yeah, thanks so much. Or, you know, you've got a nice bike, too, or whatever. And then I turn my head. Right. And that should be a signal to a normal person. Okay don't need to keep pursuing it it's a dick move and yet there are people who will pursue it and in that case i'm not the asshole the other person's the (laughs) asshole (laughs) for not understanding i don't want to fucking talk to you right now right you know yeah yeah i mean uh, to me that situation it made it made me think about the impression i can give other people whether the writers or not yeah if i stop somewhere where i've never been before and i get off a bike gas up my take a piss, take a shit, whatever. I don't want to come off as an asshole because it can reflect on the community as a whole to people that don't ride. Sure. Yeah, some, people, some, some people might realize, oh, he's just having a bad day. Or some people might say, man, this guy's a dick. I guess all, all uh, motorcycle riders are dicks too. Right. I don't oh, yeah. that impression. I, I think about, I've thought about that before too. Like, um, I, I distinctly remember when I was, I was in my, you know, twenties and, uh, crotch rock. I mean, this was a long time ago, Brittany. So <laughs> crotch rocket. Like oh, rocket. 
crotch rocket. No. Yeah. They were okay. they were very they were very popular, right? And I remember you'd pull up to an intersection and those guys would just be revving those bikes like just nobody's business, right? What do you mean and auto- they used to? They still do that. Sure, right. And automatically <laughs> you think, oh, these motherfuckers, right? Uh-huh. Like automatically that's what you think. Like I ride a motorcycle and I'm thinking these motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> and that may – so I'm guilty of that of that exact same behavior of, of of having that impression of of those guys of those guys doing it and honestly my impression came from you know listen i know that your your uh crotch rocket is fuel injected there's no reason for you to be sitting there revving the shit out of it unless you're just trying to draw attention to yourself right so that's that was my always like my thought about why you know why that came why that came to be it's like uh when you used to use the, hear the old Harleys, they used to be choked down so far that if you weren't given a little gas at an intersection, the bike would stall. Mm-hmm. So there was a reason why they were brapping the the uh, the throttle was to keep their bike started. It wasn't to draw necessarily draw attention to themselves. It's kind of like there's really no excuse to have an obnoxiously loud exhaust that <laughs> rattles the shit out of everybody behind you, huh? Same thing. I'm, I mean, I don't think that's a, at all the same. You don't. But, I mean, you know, think what you want. <laughs> I will. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I I literally never expected my bike to be that loud. It was just. I don't a think really, anybody did. It was just a really great byproduct. That's all. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's shaking me because I spent a lot of time last week when we were going over the plans for the stage two. Going, I just, how loud do you think this is going to make it? <laughs> I, I don't want to be a I don't want to be a kid moto 22 loud well this is what really this is honestly what what blew my mind was my bike's not nearly as loud as it could be because I still have the cat in my bike yeah, and know, the headpipes right? oh, I mean right yeah. I know like I thought I thought about, I, I was gonna change them out and now I'm not I'm not fucking with it it's way way too loud beyond if I took those headpipes out and put head oh Jesus it'd be well, I'm I'm doing really that on mine. Obnoxious. I'm going with uh, catless headpipes, unless you're with the EPA, and I'm I'm not. I'm just lying, right? Yeah. And you're also getting you're getting. Are you getting the woods cam, Dave? No, I'm doing the gyms. The gym oh, gyms. Well, eight twenty one e. Okay, e- either way, woods cam, gyms cam, SNS cam, they're all pretty substantial. Your bike's going to be significantly louder. I know it is. I just hope it's not like obnoxious. I I feel guilty. I'm one of those people. I actually feel guilty, like going through the development or anything. If I feel zero guilt, not even fucking loud trucks around here. I don't give a shit how loud my bike is. If I'm riding to work, I like go very easy on the throttle, just kind of rolling out of the development. I don't. uh, I figure if I'm awake, everyone else should be too. (laughs) What's that? If I'm awake, everyone else should be too. Yeah. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about with assholes being assholes. Um, there you go. <laughs> Chalk it up. There, yeah, right. You're feeding the stereotype, dude. I'm feeding the stereotype. Yeah. I'm not no, gonna I- lie. I still stereotype, like, and I I don't think about it. I guess that much. But that uh, sport bike example you gave is a perfect one. Anytime I see any sport bike people revving their bikes, I'm like, oh my god, who are these people? They're usually pretty young, though, right? Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's a whole nother. So yeah. So now we now we need to talk about maturity. I also judge the scooter riders in Kentucky because I have never seen more people on scooters in my entire life than here. Th- there's a lot and of man buns usually, on scooters, aren't there? You mean like a no. Vespa? <laughs> like a Vespa? Like Vespa, yeah. And it's usually like large adult men, multiple <laughs> of them riding on the on the scooter at the same time. Scooter club. <laughs> multiple people on a singular scooter? Yeah, I've seen. Wow. Jared pointed out to me the other day. I don't know what he was doing, how he found this information, but apparently, you need to check his web browser, Brittany. You need to check his web browser. I'm thinking he met him at a social club. (laughs) Some of those uh, scooters, I guess, you can still, if you get your license revoked, apparently you can still ride them on the street here. I don't know the specifics, but. He pointed it out the other day, and I'm like, okay, that makes a little bit of sense, the type of characters. Here we're talking stereotypes. I'm like, these characters kind of look like, like they might have a license. Are they more. like two people on a scooter, and the one in the back's holding like a box of moonshine or some shit? <laughs> no, but they don't. Like, it'll be like sweatpants or something, or it'll be one of those days where it's pouring rain, and you just see those two two dudes on a scooter just like, down the road in the pouring rain. Heading out to the meth like, lab. Nobody chooses yeah. that. So. Yeah, nobody the- Yeah, nobody goes on a scooter out in the rain <laughs> with your buddy and wraps yeah. your arms yeah. and legs around him no. and says, yeah. hang on real tight when it's raining unless you're doing some some sketchy shit. Unless you don't have a license anymore. That's <laughs> all you can ride. When, when does hmm. a scooter become a motorcycle? Is it displacement? Yeah, it's displacement. I don't what, actually it, know Do that. you know what the displacement is? Because I rode a Honda ADV 150 at work, and I don't know if that's considered a motorcycle or a scooter. It depends on state your state laws. So uh, I know like in North Dakota. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, it's get, a scooter. It's a scooter. To get your motorcycle endorsement, it has to be up to a certain CCs. So there is a uh, two or three scooter brands that you can take your motorcycle test on because they are – the CC display, the displacement's large enough to consider. Is it two hundred something? I don't know, but I because I'm wondering because if you took a Grom motor and put it in a Vespa, it's a scooter. The Grom's essentially a scooter. Hmm. It just doesn't look like one because the Grom doesn't go over what forty five miles an hour. Depends on if it's on the road or in the back of somebody's pickup that just took it out <laughs> of your garage. <laughs> and if you got some serious back wind, right? Yeah, I, but they don't go very fast. I mean, there's and there are scooters that go highway speeds. So, yeah. hey, speaking of backwind and Groms, anybody seen Tony around here? Are we still coxless? We are still coxless. Wow, yeah. he's still gone. He's still got the meat sweats from being in Texas. He would have cussed us wait, out. Wait, wait, for- wait, wait. Here, here's what I'm wondering. He was he was going to give Texan shit a couple weeks ago on on this show, and he goes to Texas. Yeah, he went to Austin. <laughs> he went to Austin. That's. He was, if you ask the people in Texas, Austin is barely Texas. So, <laughs> why? <laughs> Austin on, is like de- depends on which side you're on. I mean, right. you know, Austin, people in Austin Austin's think like Texas it's... light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have some guns. <laughs> yeah, they, Austin's like the landing place right now for Californians and Arizonans. <laughs> uh, they're taking over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All so. Right. It's like the blue section of Texas. <laughs> Dave, Dave's not disagreeing. He knows that I'm right. I'm not. No, I mean, it, it, I mean people in certain parts of um, Texas, if you tell them you're from Austin, then they'll tell you you're not a Texan. Right. See, because Austin's you. not part of Texas. Yeah, it's Texas light. 
It's like a, we got our own thing here. Every time we go on vacation somewhere and somebody asks where we're from, we'll say Illinois, they automatically fucking say Chicago. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. I'm like, no. For sure. It's well, all it's all blue I, up there, but the rest of the state's red. I do that though. I mean, when people ask like where my family lives, I tell them they don't. Yeah, you know, they don't live in Chicago, but I tell them Chicago. And the reason I do that is because nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about with all the surrounding areas. You know, I'll be honest. I did that too until the two or three times I've been out to see Dustin, and I realized that Chicago is the only thing urban in that entire fucking state. The rest of it is one <laughs> giant cornfield and looks just like North That's Dakota true. where I live. So when, when I think Illinois now, I think where Dustin lives, I, I should say two things. When I think Illinois, I have this beautiful picture of this river road in my head, and then automatically it goes right to a cornfield. And, and so like that, that's like how I think about <laughs> Illinois now. I, I truly don't think about Chicago at all. Like to me, it's like Illinois and you have to actually say the word Chicago for me to think about Chicago. Yeah, so I mean, if you're from that part of Illinois, though, people will just say Chicago because nobody knows. Dude, I've driven my ass all over that fucking state and there's only one city and the rest <laughs> of it is rural. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I'm look. I pulled up a map because I've never th- a mat a map because I've never thought about this. And you are right. Chicago is the only one. You you know what though? This is the thing. Look at Minnesota. Minnesota is a huge state. Same thing. Minneapolis, yep. St. Paul. The rest yeah. of the state is is forest and farm country. It's That's pretty it. common it's in a lot city. of states. A lot of the Midwest, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like you, Nebraska only has, a, I mean, there's other ones that, like from me from being there, there's towns that are a little bit larger, but Omaha, Omaha. and Lincoln are the main, yeah. And, and I don't even think Lincoln counts. The How rest of the state is just like. Lincoln's what, 85,000? 100,000 maybe? No, Lincoln's 300,000. See? 300, it's actually 000. almost. Oh, that, that falls into a city category, I think. It's all uh, just slightly smaller than Lexington. Yeah, see. Yeah, Springfield here is only about a hundred thousand. But if you if you if you guys ever seen any of those population maps where they talk about population density, dude, you hit yeah, you know, what is it, the Mason Dixon line, Dave? Is that is that what they call it? Yeah. Whatever. And you start heading west, it's ridiculous. There's like three quarters of the population in the United States is east of the Mississippi. It's super ridiculous. So I mean, you go if you go Mississippi and you go west over to basically Arizona, there's hardly anybody in that whole part of the country. Except in Texas. You know? Well, look, there's less than a million people in North Dakota. There's less than a million people in South Dakota. There's less than a million people in uh, Wyoming. There's less than a million. Uh, Montana might be a million now. I mean, these are huge areas of the country that there's not even one million people in. No, but there's they like, have a lot of fucking balloons up there. Oh yeah, we have we, tons of balloons, <laughs> tons. We have a whole spy drone program that's right outside of the city I live in. No shit. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> I need to get you, my ass down to Southern Illinois uh, this year because the Shawnee National Forest has good riding down there too. Do you guys, you guys, you want to hear something really funny, uh, interesting statistic? In 1991, North Dakota was the fourth largest nuclear power in the world. (laughs) 
I believe that. When the state of North Dakota. The state of North Dakota. They have a lot of nukes still over yeah. there. Yeah. What was that? Was the fourth largest nuclear power in the entire world? If we seceded from the union, we would be the fourth largest nuclear power in the entire world. North Dakota would have been. It's not anymore because they moved so many of them, but we were. And there was a period of time in the early 80s when North Dakota was number two in the world. We were the second largest nuclear power in the entire world, the state of North Dakota was. It's nuts, dude. It was nuts. It is nuts. Now we just uh, now now we don't have as many nukes, but we have a whole shit ton of oil. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. We're There's rich, a lot of bitch. Balloons. Mm-hmm. Let's get to some Discord questions. We had quite a few this week. Oh yeah, yeah we, we did. We, we actually, yeah, there was one that was really good. I remember. More of the story, boys and girls. Don't be a don't dick. be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but be yourself. Yeah, exactly. If you're overly overly bubbly, I'm gonna punch you like a fucking circus clown. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't see the assholes around you, look for me. Mm. <laughs> mm. Can't find the asshole in the crowd. Mm. <laughs> All right, Discord friends, FTP's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5DirtyBikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. Okay, I think the first question is from... The Santa Claus. <laughs> Is this one of the new, new members? The Santa so. Claus? It's yeah, Claus. Q, Q, U, yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume it's a male. I'm not sure who. I don't know their name. Anyway, it says, what? I know it's sexist. What do you all think of patch vest, non-MC patches? He says, my hog chapter patches for several of their yearly rides. I'm not in an MC, not really interested in it, but also want to have, want to ride with a patch vest. I've never thought about them. Go for it. I, I mean, it's just, it's personal preference. If you like patches mm-hmm. on your on your shit, put patches on your shit. I, yeah. I have a vest. I don't have one patch on it, but I do have that Route 66 one we got in at the Ozarks I need to put on my... Uh, First manufacturing vest. I have. It's a, probably the only one I'll put on. <laughs> yeah, I have a vest with uh, it's kind of a, a Memorial Day vest. I ride. I do like Rolling Thunder, Rolling whatever it is today. Yeah. Um, but I've got a whole shit ton of patches waiting to get a vest to put on <laughs> to put them on. Hmm. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my my feeling on patches because I kind of grew up in that that patch community when I was in Southern California. And uh, I, so I, I feel two ways about it. The first way is when I first started riding again, um, about five years ago, um, I patched up a vest and uh, I rode for about a season and a half and I hung that vest in my closet and I've never worn it since then. Um, I personally don't want to be mistaken for something that I'm not. And so that's why I decided to ride with a uh, without any patches because I, I didn't want to misrepresent a part of the community that um, that ride with patches and that patches are very important to and uh, and and as part of their identification and I didn't want to misrepresent any portion of motorcycling and so I decided that I would go without any type of patches on on my vest and I'm. I'm uh, much happier for for not doing that. Well, but I don't the, have anything against them. I just 
but there, it's there just are not. There are patches, and then there are patches. So which Correct. one? Are, you're talking about club patches, right? Or oh, well, anything that could be misconstrued as a Correct. Club patch. Yeah. Correct. So I, when I, when I grew up in motorcycling in the '80s in Southern California, everybody got a giant eagle patch, and you put it on the back a giant eagle Harley patch, and you put it on the back of your denim vest. And then all the other patches that you had in your vest were patches that you collected from rides that you'd been on. And I actually have my mom's vest from the, you know, circa 1984 that she used to wear back in the day that I hang in my closet. And it's a great heirloom. And I, and I love it because it's this personal point in time in history. But um, I, I, I tried to repeat that when I started riding again and started putting patches on a leather vest. And then I realized that that I didn't, I didn't want to misrepresent um, the patched motorcycle culture. And so I decided against um, riding with patches on my vest. And And I ride with somebody, uh, Big Nick, who rides in, in, in my group, yeah, wears a vest that, that has lots of patches on it. But Nick's also a veteran. So Nick has a lot of veterans patches on his, on his vest. So I have to respect Nick for what he's displaying and how he choos- chooses to display it. Um, that's that's not I, I don't do that so um, but I don't I don't have anything against it it just wasn't my yeah. it wasn't well, for that's, me and that's my vest right I have my my vest is my military vest you know that sure. I have made up so each his own yeah we'll see the next one I don't how the hell do you say this oh we we talked about this name last time it's S S F C Huffman says what are your thoughts about waxing your bikes. Well, everybody already knows that I only clean my bike like once a season, and I don't wax it. So I've, I've never waxed <laughs> my bike. I don't think I've ever waxed a car either. Oh, I've waxed a car too. Yeah, I don't. I don't wax my bike. I ride my bike and uh, hose it down when it needs hosing down. I'm sorry. What was that, Ryan? Oh, Ryan says he waxes other things, <laughs> but not his bike. Mm. <laughs> Terrible visual. Just terrible visuals mm, there, mm, Dave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait till he comes back. Let's see. So, yeah, and anyway, I mean, I thought that's that's what I thought. And, Ryan, you that's the same for you, right? Yes. Okay. What are we talking about? Waxing. Uh, waxing uh, we had a question. Butt crack in what are your thoughts about waxing a bike? <laughs> oh. I don't wax my bike because it's uh, it's not the kind it's of thing that can be waxed. It's denim. Yeah. He just sticks to uh, his butt crack. Uh, who's the, got the next question? I think the uh, next, like, real question, we have a couple jokes in there. John Doe says, what kind of air does everybody run in their tires? No, that's actually a legit question. He may be joking, but that is a legit question. Hmm. How is the that free a kind. question? The free kind. Uh, do you run... Nitrogen. I run nitro, yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't Ryan, know Ryan, you that. run nitro, right? Not anymore. No? no. Why not? Mm. One, um, just because I don't around here, you have to pay to, to have nitro filled tires. And I think it is as much as uh, $30 now. What? Yeah. You have to pay here. So you can, wow. so if your, your car dealership, if your car rolls off the lot and it has nitro filled tires and, and you buy a service plan, they'll refill it. They don't charge anything. But if you want to go and have it filled after that with nitro, um, they charge you and, and I'm only speculating. I don't know. My guess would be is that 
around here, our tires fluctuate so much because of the, the difference in temperature that we have to fill and let air, you know what I mean? You, you're kind of in this yeah, constant but that, process but, of but keeping But that's your why you run nitro. That's one of the uh, reasons you run nitros because of that. Yeah, I, I get that, but it, David, just when it's when it gets to be that cold, if you park a car outside, nitro or no nitro, it fucks with the air in your tires. It just does. Mm. There's nothing you can. Wow. Because this is the thing: the nitro is you're not going to lose air because of the nitro, but the metal in your rim of your tire is going to expand or contract because of the temperature, and you're still going to lose some of that nitrogen. Uh, it just is what it is. So. Hmm. Um, so they they charge for it here. So I just run air. Yeah, I I don't know like the norm in the area if they charge. I know my dealer they it's free nitro for the life you've got the bike, and they are sure. just seven miles away. So yeah, right. I usually get nitro put in every time I have my bike serviced. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would I would I would always run nitro rather than air. I run only the freest, cleanest North Dakota air. There you go, <laughs> Dustin. The free kind. And Brittany didn't even know this was a real thing. Yeah, she she's like, I didn't know she's people like, put I never even knew. Because I've never done that. I always just. Wow. I go, so, the, I go up to the shell my... station, I fill whatever's in the fucking tube. And, yeah. and Brittany, if you want to know the distinguishing feature on most new cars, it's the valve stem that's green. Green. The yeah. green cap on the valve stem indicates that there's nitro in the tires instead of air. That's very interesting. Yeah. Now See, you know. But nitrogen is, it's not, it's a gas, though. It's not really air. Oh, Correct. A specific yeah. I run thing. I run nitro in my car as well. Tony runs Taco Bell fart. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, does. he keeps a stash in his garage. Mm-hmm. Or Austin barbecue these days. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next serious one is from some dude Mac. <laughs> next serious one. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, since you guys are sponsored by Memphis Shades, do you have any pros? Pros and cons of running a Speed Demon Sport Shield over a Memphis Shades Fats. Have any of us actually used a Speed Demon? I haven't. No. So we are not really qualified to answer that question. I think all of us have the. Uh, I'm gonna. Theory. I'm gonna quantify it. I'm gonna quantify it by a basic. I think the Speed Demon Sport Shield is smaller, significantly smaller than the Memphis Fats Shield. Correct. I think if so. I'm not mistaken, it's a different shape, correct? Right. So I'm going to say that the Memphis Shade Fats is going to give you greater wind protection and probably not be aesthetically as pleasing as a smaller shield. So I would agree. That that's going to be that that's going to be my answer to that question, just based on that part of it. Volt says, if somebody handed you the money to buy one, would you get a street glide or a road glide? Hmm. I personally think the road glide looks better. So. If I had to pick between the two, I would get a road glide. Never buy a bike on looks. Ooh, look into this. Look into this. Listen to this educated so the that, dude. The, the guy that's ridden dozens of them in the last month. You like the street glide better? Never, never buy a bike on looks. Ooh. But but by riding, you mean around the parking lot? Twice. <laughs> Twice, yep. Yeah. Uh, when if, it so- warms up, I will get to go further. But slow, slow, <laughs> slow speed maneuvering will tell me everything I need to about a bike. Do you do you have to wear one of those orange vests when you ride the bike around the parking lot? Nope. No. Nope. I Interesting. Do not. Nope. My answer would be RG three. Dude, that's not the question. Dude, I'm. That you is are... a road glide. It is a road glide. It is a road glide mm. three. But it's a trike. No, no, no. He said. He specifically said. 
Street Glide or Road Glide? Yeah. It is a RG3. It's a Road Glide 3. I'll let Volts comment in because I know he will once he hears this. Well, I know why he he's can. asking this question. But before I say that, I had my ass on an RG3 this weekend. That's one sexy ass bike. Yep. That has changed my. I, I, I assumed, we haven't talked about this because I don't want to take any shit from anybody, but I had assumed that when the time comes, I would be on a Can-Am because I do not like the Harley big-ass old-looking trikes. But this RG3, mm, that is in my future. Picking up all the ladies at the bingo holes. Mm. Hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a, that's a sexy-ass bike. Um uh, Dave's going to be after all those old ladies in their pantyhose. Hey. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, to answer Volts' question, and Volts knows this, because I do not like the bat wing fairing. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. Not it. either. Don't like it. Uh, it would too. have to be Rogue Glide, That's which is why I have a Rogue Glide now. Yeah. Yep. I don't you don't like the looks of the fairing? I don't like the looks of the bat wing. I don't like the styling of the bat wing. I don't Me like either. the fact that... Um, it's attached to the forks. Correct. That's what I don't like. Yeah. In in the I've wind. Never, in the wind, it's just it fucks with you. Sorry. So I don't. I honestly don't know how it would handle. Like how the handling is different for the two fairings, but. And it feeds the stereotype. That's Brittany, you'd have you'd have a tough time seeing. You'd have to adjust oh, the way yeah. that you. You'd have to adjust the way that you ride to 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 adjust your vision differently. Um, well, a lot if of If you those... had a huge fairing in front of you. Those touring bikes, anyways, I guess I shouldn't say a lot because I've only ridden a Road King. I did ride a Road King at demo days. Um, but the way that the stock setup is, that that's not feasible for me. I mean, I made it work, but, like, I couldn't even get the kickstand up. It took me a minute to try and get the kickstand up because of the position of everything. And then I had to, like, scoot forward and backwards Hey, Brittany, Just I'll to tell move you, the controls. I'll tell you this. There is uh, at least two that I know of women stunt riders that can completely 12 o'clock a road glide, and they're, both of them are uh, five foot three or under. Yeah, I mean, you... That's, so that's you, can, you could do it. It's just that you, you have, have to, to make the adjustments. This, yeah, yeah. I mean, I rode yeah. it, and it was fine, but you, I had to shimmy around with whatever stock stuff they had on it. All right. From... From from riding from getting to ride both a little bit, the one thing I noticed on a road glide is that damn fairing. You can't see directly in front of you at all. You can't you can't really get a, an eye view of the road unless it's like twenty twenty five feet in front of you. That's, Can you with the street glide? Does yeah. it not come up as high or what? What's the that? way? I I don't know if it's my height, the way I'm built or whatever, but that road glide is. No, I mean having that problem is. I mean that's a problem for me. Yeah, you get you know, I know what you're talking about, Dustin, because when I first got on the road glide, I kind of thought the same thing. Then I realized, you know what? It's not as bad as my car. Yeah, because I'm trying to maneuver. I'm trying to maneuver this bike in and out of spaces in the showroom. And I can't see in front of me how far I am away from the next bike over in the row because of that damn fearing. But it's just like a car. You get in you get in a different size car than what you're used to driving. And after a while, you get used to it, especially if you got a backup camera. This Mm. is true. Those are gold. Yeah. This is the car I have now is the first car I've had with a backup camera, and I will never go back. But oh, I don't think you'll be able to. I don't think you'll be able to now anymore. Once you go back up, you never go back up. You know, the interesting <laughs> thing, Dustin, for me was I got a darker shield than I thought that I should get when I first got the bike. 
because I was concerned that it was going to restrict my vision further. But again, after, after a while you, you're used to it. Okay. Teaches them. And you look a lot cooler. <laughs> that was the reason why the street glides the number one spill, selling Harley Davidson. Is there's, it? Is it? Still? It is. It is still. Is it? Mm-hmm. There's a difference in the distance between the street glide fairing and the road glide fairing when you sit on the seat. The distance between the inside, the inner part of the fairing, and your chest on both of those bikes. So the the street glide fairing is actually significantly closer to you. Um, yeah. and, and that's what. That yeah. Ergonomically, that, yeah. ergonomically, they are different. Um, but my my I agree with Dave. I'm not a fan of the fair the fork mounted fairing uh, versus a, a frame mounted fairing. That's just that's my that's that's my take on it. So, yep. and that's FXRT same situation, right? It's a it's a frame mounted fairing, not a fork mounted fairing. Yeah. So. Especially when you're going slow. Yep. All right. Next question. That makes sense. Next one. White Shed Customs. Welcome to the Discord. He's new. Yes, he is. Welcome, White uh, Shed assuming, Customs. Again, assuming it's a, it's a male because most of them are males. Uh, thoughts between blacked out or chrome bikes? Do y'all think chrome is coming back? I myself like the blackout, but my old man always said black is whack. Chrome gets you the dome. Chrome never went. <laughs> chrome never went anywhere. You people just get so fucking infatuated with Instagram and think the popular thing on Instagram is all there is out there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you guys think? I think most of us have essentially blacked out. Well, I guess Dustin and I have chrome on ours, but it just depends where you live. I okay, so I, I have two different ways I'm feeling about this. Number one, um, I think chrome is coming back. You're seeing it more on on some of the stock bikes. Now I'll say this: I do know that, and it probably falls under the you know health regulations, whatever. So many states have put in uh, so many regulations that many Cromer companies have closed. Yeah, and it is very difficult right now to find good aftermarket Chrome if you're looking at replacing those parts for your bike. So I'm in that process right now um, with looking for Chrome parts for my other motorcycle, and I'm finding it very difficult to find um, Chrome parts. So. I think Chrome is coming back, but I don't think the aftermarket's caught up. Most of the aftermarket is back to powder coating, anodizing, and colors in black. Chrome is much more difficult to find. I don't like Chrome. <laughs> I don't like a lot of Chrome either. Yeah, I just I don't I don't like Chrome on anything. I'm not a Chrome guy. I did I I did embrace the Chrome on mine more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. You've used it as an accent on yours, I think, Brittany, which I I, I yeah. still think is a good is a good option. Um, I know uh, my buddy that I'd ride with, Nick. He he just replaces entire exhaust system and it's chrome. He put he's got his uh, heritage and he put a true dual exhaust on there and it's chrome all the way around from the head pipes all the way back. It looks really nice. It just it just does. It looks really nice. But again, it's personal preference, right? I mean, yep, yep. Those yeah, fuckers show some, spots like nobody's business. There's some stuff, like some parts and whatnot on mine that I th- genuinely have thought about buying, like the black kit. Like the trim pieces that go around the gauging and whatnot. I When I first bought the Sport Glide, I thought for sure that I would just buy all the black stuff and just like black everything out. And now it's kind of grown on me. I kind you of wanted like to some black out your trim? 
Yeah, black <coughs> <with your> trim. <laughs> How does that work? Is it like a dye or something? <laughs> <laughs> if you clean the carpet, nope, you could die. Not even go- not even going there. <laughs> taking the bait. Damn it. All right. You, you can dye your trim. I mean, we have like, one more Patty, question. St. Patty's Day, there's green trim. Oh, I mean, my God. Valentine's Day, there's red trim. There's probably red trim once a month. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my oh, no, God. Dude, that was, that, that one that was, was definitely over the line. You fuckers are way that too was, slow. No, that dude, took you guys like was, three seconds to get that. There no. is a delay over the internet, you yeah, know. No, the first two seconds was like, it. did he actually fucking say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was not, no. And if you'll notice, all three of us at the same time were like, no, 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 yep. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got. I live with three women, so you know what? Sometimes they just have to take theirs. Brittany, on on behalf of men everywhere, I apologize. <laughs> I'm not apologizing, Brittany, not for a second. <laughs> I mean, at least at least you live with women, so maybe that gives you a little bit of a pass when you say some of these things. Oh, live no, with two doesn't. women, have two sisters, have two moms, have mother-in-law. <laughs> We've all had a mother, so no. No. I have two moms and a mother-in-law, so I have three. No wonder you, you picked a big dude hobby. That's right. <laughs> Had yeah, the, biggest, the biggest dude hobby I could find. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ryan, what was your name when you were born? Uh, what was that? What was my name when I was born? <laughs> Rihanna. No. Uh, Whoa. Next question. The, the last question for today from Master of Nun Moto. Where do you draw the line between going to the local HD shop for parts versus ordering them online? Having a decent relationship with the local shop seems important, but I can usually find deals online, and I like to work on my bike. Well, I'll speak on behalf of Tony. He don't wait for shit. He just orders it by look. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I don't know. Like, for me personally, you know, I'm not really sure how I've decided. I think I think you do. You have to like balance the price and then sometimes availability. Yeah, it depends on your budget. If the parts in stock, because we know we've been dealing with shortages, they've gotten a lot better though. Well, recently. and I think some parts. I guess I just feel more comfortable buying them from Harley. Because you know they'll fit. Yeah, I mean yeah. they made them a certain way. They no guarantee them a on that. Way. Mm. No guarantee on that, well, as we found out last year. That does happen. They do weird stuff sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Don't buy Universal Fit. Yeah. Don't buy don't buy uh, bag handles. <laughs> yeah. And expect don't do them it. to Just be leave uh, them on there. Ex- expect them to be uh, cut for. That was really weird. threaded. Threaded. They weren't yeah, threaded. threaded. Yeah. 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 Okay. You, so, so how do you guys handle it? Do you have preference? Okay. So this is. I think you're going to look at one of two ways. If you want the local shops to stay open, you need to throw them some money. Otherwise, they're going to close. So if you, if you just order everything online, your local shops, your local whatever, they're going to close. But I think we mistakenly think that when your bike breaks down, that it's an emergency. And there's no such thing as a motorcycle emergency. I've what? heard this before. There's no such what? thing as a motorcycle emergency. We use our motorcycles for more more entertainment then we use it for transportation. We do on this podcast. No, we Perhaps. do in America. We do in America. 
In the state of Kentucky, there are a lot of strange individuals who own strange motorcycles because it is their only uh, source of travel. I'm going to say they were using like the bus systems. I'm making a populist statement here that the majority of riders in America use motorcycles. (laughs) (laughs) Use motorcycles for (laughs) for enjoyment more than they use it for transportation or. Or their only form of transportation. What does that have so to do with, with the question? Well, I'm getting to that, Dave. Okay. That while your car breaking down can be an emergency because you need to get to and from work or you need your car to get wherever you need to get, motorcycles aren't gonna consider aren't aren't gonna be considered an emergency. So unless you have a developed relationship with a local shop or a local dealership they may not prioritize what you think is an emergency if you've got, you know, so if if you've never brought your bike into a shop or your local dealer and you've always done your own stuff and your bike breaks down and you actually need them, they may not prioritize you at all because you've never developed a relationship with them and they don't give a shit about your money. But if you have developed a relationship with somebody and they know you and they know your face, they might prioritize your needs over someone else's. I don't think that necessarily ties back to just an emergency. I mean, I think it's anything, right? I mean, you build sure. a relationship with people and people take care of people they're in relationships with. You're right. I will say I have heard from more than one dealer that they are not keeping stock of parts in the parts stores as much as they used to. Well, they, they so can't do they can't do parts. They can't well. do parts trading anymore, Brittany either. Yeah, it's so like you, they've really changed that, and it's well. I can tell you too, like the uh, tiny little screws that are very easy to break on your primary uh, or whatever cover. <laughs> Should have listened. <laughs> Those ones. Good and tight is not a torque adjustment, right? Should've well, listened. no, I I was. The other Apparently, thing, I'm I'm just very strong, guys. I mean, look at me. You can. The tell. other thing, the other thing, I would challenge everybody to do, is the next time you have a simple part, I'm not talking about a five thousand dollar part. The <laughs> next time you have a, you know, uh, you know, HD stands for hundred dollars, right? So anytime you have a, anytime you have a hundred dollar part that you need to order, order it off the Harley Davidson USA website. Okay, when you get that part, see where that part was ordered from. Right now, Harley is doing this thing where when you order from their HD website, they use your area code and they funnel that sale through your the closest local dealer to you. So That's this happened to me not too long ago. I ordered my part and all of a sudden I got this part shipped to me by from Harley Davidson of Fargo. I didn't order it from there, but the, the company funneled my part through the sale of that dealership. So that's another thing that they're doing that, that the that the Harley dealer, the, the mothership is doing to get more sales going through individual dealers. And they're not allowing dealers to trade parts internally anymore. Um, those dealers have to order those parts. I will yeah. say there's another reason not to not to order from the US, uh, USA website, um, at least for me. If I'm going to buy a Harley part, I go to my dealer. One thing... I, you know, I, I, I believe in relationships and in business. I just, that's my thing, but I also get a discount on everything I buy because they, they not, not unlike some, but unlike all, that's not the right way to say it. Not all dealers give veteran discounts anymore. 
but mine is one that does. So it's a, you know it's an automatic ten percent savings. And I think too, like uh, um, I, I think it's important to, like Dave said, to develop those relationships. If even if it's with a local shop or a local dealer, I've said it before. If you want them to stay open, I, I've even done a video about it. If you want them to stay open, you, you got to throw them some business. You just you have to. Whether yeah. it's you, whether it's uh, instead of buying your oil from Amazon, you go to your local shop and buy the oil that they have on their shelf. It, maybe you're going to pay, you know, a dollar or two more. Um, a court for it, but you know what? Give that small business, that local business, your business. Just do it. I mean, is is it worth the two or three dollars? I don't think it is. Keep them open, and, and and throw them a bone, and and send your some of your business their way. Even if you want to do that uh, that that work at home, I, I I don't. My local shop doesn't change any of the fluids on my bike anymore. I do it all myself, but I will buy my stuff from them, um, especially if I if I know I'm going to do it something last minute. Yeah, keep the money in the community. I mean, I, there's there's stuff I've ordered from local bike shops here in the area that I could have ordered online and got cheaper, you know. But these are small businesses that are run locally, and I and I you know I think we talked about it before um, on the podcast. You know, the correlation between between stuff we're talking about now and like the photography uh, business, right? Where 15, 20 years ago, there were photo shops everywhere, camera shops everywhere. Now you're hard-pressed to find one, you know, because people have been buying off Amazon and everything else, and it's just put those local shops out of business. So support your local businesses no matter what you're talking about. Check it out. We just had a new, uh, not a question, but shout-out to 509 Biker, who just dropped into our questions channel here. Been listening for months. And finally decided to get on the Discord. Love your guys' content. Thank you all. Thank you, 509 Biker. Did we mention Club Style Sandwich? No, I did not. Did we miss that? He oh, had yeah. A, he had a similar comment. Yeah. Just found the podcast and I'm loving it. Thanks for the great content. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you guys for listening every yeah, week. Thank like you, you, Mr. Do. Sandwich. We're still trying to figure out why people do listen every week. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have fun doing this every week. So do you think that's like a he likes club sandwiches? Yes. Is that, I guess so. Is that where the name comes from? Maybe he likes club style sandwiches. Club style. What's a I mean I've had club sandwiches. It's plenty. got What's T-bars on style? it. It's got T-bars. <laughs> it's a club sandwich with it, T-bars. It's three pieces of bread and T-bars yep. going through it. It's All a right. piece of bacon that goes across the yep, top of the bread. Piece of bacon yeah. goes across the top. <laughs> <laughs> How hungry. Oh, mm. yeah. I need to go get a club sandwich. Well, just so you guys all, all know, keep an eye on our website because we should be posting, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks that we'll be opening up our our um, our ticket sales for the charity bike. And uh, join our Discord because it's fucking free. And if you love what we do, consider joining our Patreon and uh and supporting uh, the five day bikers, nothing, you know, everything that we do here costs us our, uh, our own hard earned dollars. And while we enjoy doing it, we do very much appreciate the support so that we can keep the lights on. Wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to get paid? You know, come to think of it. I haven't had a paycheck in a year and a half. Brittany, nope. have, have you been paid? <laughs> Go five <Nope>. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week. Tony, we hope to see you here next week uh, without a stroke and uh, 
minimal uh, meat sweats. Yeah, make sure you don't look up in the sky tonight. You don't want to see a little cocks coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) We're out, everybody. Keep it dirty. following the 530 bikers on social media find us on facebook and look us up on instagram and tiktok at 530 bikers